everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Have you ever wrestled with your motives? Wondered if you're really doing something for God's glory? Are you doing it to please people, impress someone, or just check a box and maintain a reputation? Lately, I've continued to be reminded that just like everything else, our motives can easily be corrupted by sin. In today's Devo, Lucina reminds us that there are times when our spiritual growth only seems to increase. Growth can be fueled by an initial catalytic salvation experience, or maybe later on by someone who's taken the time to disciple us. At the same time, however, there are seasons when our faith seems to falter and we become discouraged. Maybe these seasons are caused by a trial, sin, or even just a missed expectation. Are we failing to grow as we think we should? When those discouraging seasons hit, it's easy to fall into the trap of believing perceived failure or stagnant season equals a lack of spiritual growth. But in reality, low or stagnant seasons can actually be another step toward maturity. Growth can be determined by how we respond to those feelings or experiences. Our perceived successes, failures, and really everything in between are vital in the process of spiritual growth. Lucina did a great job reminding us that God doesn't expect us to have arrived. We're still being transformed into His image, and we don't have to have it all together. When it comes to this topic, Philippians 1 offers one of the most encouraging verses in the entire Bible. Verse 6 reads, And I am sure of this, that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It's encouraging because it really depicts a relinquishing of striving. At the end of the day, as believers in Christ, we don't have to work our way to God. We're saved by grace alone, through faith in Christ alone, according to Scripture and to the glory of God alone. However, when it comes to our sanctification, that is, when it comes to how closely believers resemble Christ while living life on this earth, we have a part to play. Dr. Constable says in the New Testament— God has revealed that salvation is a process. It involves justification when a sinner trusts Jesus Christ as his or her Savior and is then declared righteous before God. That's the faith alone part. And the process also includes progressive sanctification that occurs from the time of justification, from the time when we first place our trust in Christ, that's when we're justified, and then the process of sanctification continues from then until either the Christian's death or the rapture. And the process ultimately culminates in glorification. That's when the redeemed sinner finally sees Jesus Christ face to face and experiences full transformation into his image. In Philippians 1, it's clear Paul was confident that just as surely as God had justified the Philippians, he would also continue to sanctify and eventually glorify them. Whereas we have a hand in the process of sanctification and can affect it by our obedience or disobedience, God alone justifies us. Regardless of our carnality or spirituality, He will also glorify us. That's 1 Corinthians 15. Sanctification's unique because it involves both the work of God through His Spirit and our willingness to participate with the Spirit. Do I submit to what God says is best or do I resist? When life gets hard, do I press into God or do I run from Him? Where in your life do you see room for further sanctification? 
As I read through Philippians 1, the Spirit really just convicted me of how twisted my motives can become. It's funny, when when I think back to my early days of following Jesus, everything seemed so simple. I never gave any thought to the woes of platform ministry. I didn't take pride in the accumulation of Bible knowledge. I mean, I just wanted to know God more deeply. I was hungry for Him. And when I think back to those earlier days, things, they seemed, well, simple, pure, beautiful almost. But now, I get lost in thoughts of doubt and twisted motives. Do I want to be a good communicator of God's Word because I want people to know God or because I want them to be impressed by me? Why do I want to reach more people with truth? Do I like a big audience? Or am I simply being obedient to the call to go and make disciples? And if I'm even the slightest bit aware that there might be sin in my motivations, should I just quit altogether? Stop sharing or teaching truth? My awareness of my brokenness can, at times, well, it can feel paralyzing. Paul calls out the very tension I'm experiencing in this chapter. He says, Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. Verse 16, The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. Verse 17, The former proclaim Christ out of rivalry, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. Paul's calling attention to the fact that there are people with incredibly corrupt motives in Philippi. Some preach the gospel from a competitive, sinful heart posture. But this, it actually doesn't discourage Paul, as he goes on to say in verse 18, What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. What then? What are we to make of the presence of imperfect motives? What then? Is Paul's way of saying, who cares? Why does it matter? One commentator says, While motivation is important, It is even more important that the gospel gets proclaimed. Paul believed it was better for people with impure motives to preach Christ than that they not preach Him at all. The power of the gospel doesn't depend on the character of people. All people are broken sinners. Whether you see it in their words or it's hidden in motives, we're all broken. However, this reality, it isn't an excuse to live in sin. It's been said that while God doesn't hate sinners, He hates sin— and He loves us enough not to let us sit or stay in our sin. The power of the gospel doesn't depend on the character of imperfect people. Rather, imperfect people have a responsibility to rightly present the perfect gospel. There's a clear difference between that which is good and that which is great. Regardless of motive, it's good for the gospel to be proclaimed, but it's great for the gospel to be proclaimed from a heart full of love. That's verses 16 and 17. So what do we do when we become aware of our sin, when we know we're missing the mark or when we know our motives are corrupt? Just as Lucina said in her Devo, it can be easy for me to look at my current season and feel like I've taken steps backward. Is God really completing the work He began in me? Or am I backsliding? Where in your life do you feel like you're backsliding? Whenever doubt creeps in, we can cling to the truth of verse 6. God will finish the work He began in us, and one day we'll ultimately be glorified. But in the meantime, we've got a part to play. And the recognition of our role doesn't mean God isn't at work. In fact, it means He wants us to work with Him as the Spirit moves in our lives to help us 
more closely resemble him. For me, this cooperation looks like confessing whenever I sense sin becoming a driving motivator. It means inviting others in, asking for accountability. It means taking periodic breaks from social media and making sure time in the Word is at the top of my priority list. What does this cooperation with the Spirit look like for you? When it comes to your motivation to share the gospel, or lack thereof, what would it look like for you to take a step towards God's willingness to do a work in your life? I don't know what willing cooperation with the Spirit of God's desire to sanctify looks like for you, but I do know that we don't have to navigate our brokenness alone, and that's why I'm so glad we're all on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.